Hi there and welcome to Global Heart Church. Uh, I'm Jared Keane, a senior pastor, and wherever you are tuning in from around the world today, really, really hope and pray that in our planning of this message that it's going to really inspire you for the great journey that you are on and uh, for the great calling that you have in your own life. So enjoy the message and really pray that it's a blessing to you today. Let's give it to Jesus. Come on, praise the Lord. Let's speak that name, Jesus. Wow, bless the Lord. Amen. Well, just before you're seated, turn to the person next to you and say, you get better looking every time I see you. Every time. <laughs> and you can take your seat. <laughs> Wow. It is such a joy to be out of wet, damp, rainy, muddy Sydney. I couldn't believe it when the airplane was flying over today. I thought, that looks like dirt. That looks like, you know, like like dry dirt. I'm telling you, the animals are now walking two by two down the streets of Sydney. It's crazy, crazy times. But so good to be back here. We tried for three years to get back, and we made the plan, and it got, you know, pulled out from under us every time. I just cannot tell you how much I I love this church. I love your pastors, dearest friends, and purest hearts, and I mean, obviously, we, we've been in Sydney. We've pastored there in Penrith in one, in one place. We've, we've pastored there for 35 years. But I have to say, this is my favorite, I mean, out, not, not counting, but my favorite church to be in in all of Australia, no joke, is, is this house and the heart, the global heart of this house and, the, and, and a church that's just doing it, literally, just seriously doing it. I just feel humbled and honored to be with you. And Jared, you just, you're my mate. <laughs> Love you, buddy. And this faith promise card changes everything. It doesn't just change everybody out there. It changes everything in here too. This works both ways. Listen, there's two sides of the faith promise card. There's the receiving side, and that's miraculous. And there's the giving side, and that's miraculous too. How many are glad you're on this side of it? Because, you know, we, we used to be on the other side of it, but we're on this side of it now. But on the other side of this, man, there, there's generations, you know, things are happening by the Holy Spirit. But God bless you for your faithfulness on this side of the faith promise card. Carol sends you her love. She's my hero, my wife of 47 years, but she, we're hoping it works out. We're hoping. <laughs> Help us, God. But we're hoping it. But, uh, and we're expecting, by the way, we're expecting our seventh grandchild in December. Hallelujah. Bunch of little Aussies running around. Bless the Lord. And this is my best Australian accent. After 35 years, this is all I'm going to get. So um, to, God, to God be the glory. But Carol sends you her love. She was supposed to be with me. She had a little bit of a hitch in her get along, as we would say, back in Arizona. But she does send you her love. Would you reach your hand out towards me, please, and just pray for me for a moment. Father, I just feel really uh, on holy ground to be here for this missions month, this missions 
preparation, Lord, and for next Sunday, this miracle offering. I just feel honored, and I'm so grateful. And I ask, please, now, Lord, help me to take the water of your word and wash the feet of the servants of God in this house. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Sunday morning, I'm going to speak a message called From Woe to Go. So just letting you know now, we're going to be preaching from woe to go on Sunday morning. Tonight, I'd like to begin in Genesis chapter 24, and I'm going to read these first five verses. Now, Abraham was old, well advanced in age, and the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things. So Abraham said to the oldest servant of his house, who ruled over all that he had, please, Swear by the Lord, the God of heaven and the God of earth, that you will not take a wife for my son from the daughters of the Canaanites among whom I dwell. But you shall go to my country and to my family and take a wife for my son, Isaac. And the servant said to him, perhaps the woman will not be willing To follow me to this land. Must I take your son back to the land from which you came? What a question. You see, here was the plan. The purpose of God was being thought through and it was being staged and it was being strategized. And this servant was on his way to fulfill books of the Bible, if you will. But there was only one problem. What if the key player, the woman, was not willing? God's perfect plan was resting and totally relying on her. She would become the wife of Isaac, the mother of Jacob, the matriarch of Israel. King David would eventually and even the Lord Jesus would come to this planet as her descendants. But what if she's not willing? What if she didn't want to go? What if she refuses to leave? What if she's just decided that she's not that interested in God's purpose and in God's destiny for her life? What if she just likes her world small and where it is right now? One of the most remarkable things about being a human being is our amazing power of our will and our choice. I mean, we are like God himself in this attribute. One author said this, every person has free choice, free to obey or disobey the natural laws. Your choice determines the consequences. Nobody ever did or ever will escape the consequences of his choices. And then, Eric Allen Ball, in his book, Wake Up Calls, he says this, every choice, every choice moves us closer to or further away from something. And he then asks this question, where are your choices taking your life? 
if the woman isn't willing? What if she won't come? What if she won't leave? What if she won't go? And Abraham says to that servant in verse eight, if the woman is not willing, because you know what? That's a real possibility. Tragic, but a real possibility. If the woman is not willing to follow you, then you will be released from this oath. You see, God's plan always rides upon the willing hearts of his people. How is God's will done in earth? This is the prayer Jesus taught us to pray. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Well, how is it done? It's done when we say with King David in Psalm 40 and verse 8, I delight to do your will. I delight to do your will, oh my God. And your law, it's written in my heart. I want to do it. I'm in. I will. We read in Acts chapter 13 and verse 22 that God himself said, I have found David, the son of Jesse, a man after my own heart, who will, who will do all my will. I found him. God's will is done when we do his will. And when we say, even with the Lord Jesus, in John chapter four and verse 34, Jesus said, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. This is, this is my food. God's will is done by his willing son and his willing sons and his willing daughters. In Mark 3.35, Jesus said, whoever does the will of God is my brother and my sister and my mother. And then he says in Matthew 7 and verse 21, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he, she, who does the will of my Father in heaven. So, what is the will of God? What is the will of God tonight? What is the will of God here in this house and in this place and in this vision and in this ministry? What is the will of God? What does God want? What does God will? Jesus said in John 6 and verse 40, and this is the will of him who sent me that everyone may have everlasting life and I will raise him up on the last day. This is his will that everyone would have everlasting life. This is the will of God. Everlasting life for every single one. We read in 1 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 3, this is good and it is pleasing in the sight of God our Savior who desires, 
all people to be saved and to come to the knowledge of truth. This is the desire of God. This is the yearning of God. This is the will of God. Eternal life for everyone. That all would be saved. That all would come to the knowledge of the truth. And the apostle Peter said in 2 Peter 3.9, the Lord is not willing that any should perish but that all should come to repentance. That none should perish. No one of no country, no nation, no city, no village, no street, that none should perish. And this is God's will for every boy and every girl and for every man and for every woman and every son and every daughter of every creed and every color and every coat. This is God's will that no one would perish, that all would come to life, that everyone would have eternal life. Will God's will be done? We, the church, we, the bride, the woman, we are the major player on the earth in the plan of redemption. You see, God's work of redemption is done. He has, he has no more to give out of heaven. He bankrupt heaven and sent his son to the earth. He has no more son to send. I am telling you, God's work in redemption is done. He has given, he has given his only begotten son, his only begotten son. God's work in redemption is done. And Christ's work is done. He said so on the cross in his final breath. He decreed, he declared, it is finished. There is no more dying for Jesus to do. There's no more bleeding for Jesus to do. It is done. God sent his son, his son gave his life, his work, the plan of redemption, from God's heart, from God's perspective, from God's supply is done. But our work is not done. We are now the major player in the plan of redemption. Our work is to take the gospel and to proclaim it into all the world. This is our call. This is our anointing. This is our, this is, is, this is God's will. Is it our will? The gospel is the power to deliver the nations. And that's what's been delivered to you and me. That's what's been delivered to Global Heart Church. The gospel has been delivered to us. The gospel is the power to deliver the nations. But it must first be delivered to the nations. The gospel can't deliver anyone until it's delivered to one. Jesus said in Mark 16... And verse 15, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. The gospel is the power of God unto salvation. And who did he say that to? To the woman. The bride. The espoused of the Lord Jesus. The work of redemption in the earth is our work today. This is our work. Abraham's servant said, but what 
if the woman is not willing? What if, what if she won't give? What if she won't go? What if she won't leave? What if she's full of fear? What if she's self-absorbed? What if she's self-focused? What if she's just full of herself? What if she's not wanting to move out of a comfort zone? Will the gospel be taken into all the world? Jesus said in Luke 14 and verse 23, the master said to the servant, go out into the highways and hedges and compel them to come in that my house may be filled. Will his house be full? Will the invitation be sent? Will we compel them to come? Or will they go through life not knowing that there was a God who loved them and had invited them into his house forever, who had invited them to his table forever. Jesus said in John 15 and verse 16, he said, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit. And then Jesus said, in John 20, 21, as the Father sent me, I am now sending you. Family, without us, without us delivering the good news, either sending it or, or, or taking it, without us delivering the good news, it's the same as if there were no good news. I mean, what good is Christ dying on the cross for the sins of the world if the world never heard of it? If the world wouldn't have a clue? What good is a declaration of pardon to a condemned prisoner if the news of the pardon never reached him? How important is our role in this plan of redemption our, our part what good is God loving the world so much that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life if that message never reaches people who are perishing this is why God has a church in the earth how will others know if the woman is not willing to go? How will others live if the woman is not willing to give? What if the woman is not willing? And so, verse eight, and if the woman is not willing to follow you, then you will be released from this oath, only do not take my son back there. Then the servant took 10 of his master's camels and departed. 
for all his master's goods were in his hand. And he arose and he went to Mesopotamia, to the city of Nahor. And he made his camels kneel down outside the city by a well of water at evening time, the time when women go out to draw water. Then he said, O oh Lord God of my master Abraham, please give me success this day and show kindness to my master Abraham. Behold, I stand here by the well of water and the daughters of the men of the city are coming out to draw water. Now, let it be that the young woman to whom I say, please let down your pitcher that I may drink. And she says, drink. And I will also give your camels a drink. Let her be the one that you have appointed for your servant Isaac. And by this I will know that you have shown kindness to my master. And it happened. Before he had finished speaking, that behold, Rebekah, who was born of Bethuel, son of Milcah, the wife of Nahor, Abraham's brother, came out with her pitcher on her shoulder. Now the young woman was hot. <laughs> Very beautiful to behold. A virgin, no man had known her. And she went down to the well. It would have been a big space with steps down into it, to the well. She filled her pitcher and she came up. And the servant ran to meet her and he said, please, let me drink a little water from your pitcher. And so she said, drink, my Lord. Then she quickly let her pitcher down to her hand and gave him a drink. And when she had finished giving him a drink, she said, I will draw water for your camels also until they have finished drinking. Then she quickly emptied her pitcher into the trough ran back to the well to draw water and drew for all his camels. Wow. She was so willing. And we know that that evening she's, she takes him to meet her father and the family and he explains why he has come and in chapter 24, verse 58, they called Rebecca and they said to her, will you, will you go with this man? And she said, I will go. And now, because she is willing, the plan of God would not fail. Because she is willing, the purpose of God would prevail. Because she is willing to give and she is willing to go, she would become the channel through which Messiah would come to the world. And as you and I are willing 
to give and to go the good news of the Messiah and his mercy and his kindness and his grace is being delivered to a dying and a desperate world. Rebecca was willing and eager and generous and diligent. Each one of those 10 camels drank 60 liters of water. One concordance says that that girl would have made 80 trips down to that well to water those camels. It would have took her hours. What she didn't know was whose camels she was watering. What she didn't know was why the man had come and who his master was. What she didn't know was the prayer that he had just prayed and that this was a test and an audition for her destiny. She had no idea that the camels she was watering were laden with the treasure of Abraham and they were all for her. She had no idea that as she watered them, they became hers. She watered them and they watered her. She refreshed them. They refreshed her. She blessed them. They blessed her. She gave to them. And they gave back to her, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. She carried water to them, and they carried wealth to her. And then they carried her to Isaac and to her destiny in the plan of God. This is the principle. This is the principle, family. Proverbs eleven twenty five. The generous soul, the Rebecca-like type soul, the generous soul will be made rich and he who waters will also be watered himself. And Jesus said in Matthew 19, 29, and everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or children or fields for my sake will receive a hundred times as much and will inherit eternal life. In 1987, 35 years ago, a young married couple with three small children left the United States and landed in Sydney. And Carol and I left our home. And we left our brothers and our sisters and our mothers and our fathers and our fields and our nation for his sake. We stuffed everything we owned in 11 of my old army duffel bags. And we came to Australia without a clue. And we just knocked on doors. And we just started talking about Jesus everywhere. We started a Bible study in our home, but we had no furniture, so people had to BYO their chairs. 
We began to win people to Jesus. And the first week we met, we took up our first missions offering. And we have received a hundred times as much as well as the inheritance of eternal life. And if Carol were standing next to me tonight, she would declare with me, with all of our heart, that the greatest thing you can do for you is give yourself up and do the will of God. Will God's will be done? Will the message be delivered to hundreds of millions of people who have never heard of the grace or the kindness or the goodness of God? Who have never heard that there's a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins and sinners that are plunged beneath its flood lose all their guilty stains? Will it happen in our lifetime? Yes. Yes, it will. If we will be like Rebecca, willing, willing, not consumer Christians, but consumed Christians, willing, Global Heart Church, you're willing, you're willing. And I pray we at Imaginations Church, as a sister to Global Heart Church, that we would always live to make Jesus' last command our first priority. We would always live to see to it that the gospel gets to everyone, everywhere. I'm going to ask you to bow your heads this evening, and I know that we'll meet again on Sunday, and then next week we're going to receive this wonderful faith promise offering. Question that everyone has to answer is not God's will, but my will. We know what God's will is, but what is my will? Because when my will becomes God's will, that's when God's will gets done. So I want to pray two prayers this evening. The first is for every family member of this wonderful church that I honor so much. You're sending out workers. You're sending out church planters. You're, you're building the kingdom of God. You're generous. You're giving. You're going. You're growing. And I honor you. And Father, I want to pray right now that we would not be seduced by the temporal, but that we would live for the eternal. And that, Lord, we would live to give and we would live to bless and we would live to share and we would live to help and we would live to lift others, Father. I pray that you would speak to us, that we would not bring some token, little half-baked thought of, but the, for a lost world, but Father, we would bring a faith promise, a faith promise, Lord, where we would step out in faith because faith is what pleases you. That we would ask ourselves, what could I give? What could I give up? And what could I believe God for? And that we would own this vision together. We would own this vision together with all of our heart. And I ask you right now to begin to stir for what people will do in these next few days before we meet again to take up this offering. Lord, I pray children. I pray single moms. I pray business owners. 
I pray, Lord, those on fixed income, every single one of us would search and seek and consider what will we do? What is our our will, Lord? I pray that in Jesus' name. The second prayer I want to pray tonight, you can keep your head bowed if you want to, is maybe tonight you're here and you're loved in this house, but you're not a totally committed follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. You would be friendly with Christ, but you don't really belong to him. But I wonder tonight if you would be willing to forsake your life and to follow Jesus with all of your heart. If he were standing here tonight, I know what he would say to you. You might think what he would say, no, not you, you, you you're disqualified. You, you might think he would say, no, not after that, not after what you've done, not after where you've been, not after how you've screwed up your life, no. See, you might be thinking that, but I'm telling you what he would say to you if he were standing here right now. Here is what he would say to you. Follow me. Follow me. Would you be willing to forsake everything, to leave the past behind, and to turn your eyes on Jesus, and to say from this night forward, I am going to follow Jesus. I'm going to ask us, if that, if that is your desire, I want to pray for every person tonight. And tonight would be your night to truly commit your life. And tonight you would say, I am making up my mind to be a follower of Jesus Christ. If that's you, would you stand to your feet? And I'm going to pray for every person that stands to their feet right now that tonight I'm making the decision that I'm going to follow. I'm going to follow Jesus. No matter where I've been, no matter what I've done, good on you, mate. Others, Others would stand. No matter where I've been, no matter what I've done, I hear him. Good on you, champion. I hear him calling me tonight. I'm going to, yes, thank you, sweetheart. I'm going to follow, yes, sir, thank you. I'm going to follow Jesus. Uh, no mucking around. I'm going to follow. Tonight, I make, I make a choice. I make, I, this is my will, responding to God's love. Thank you, sister. Thank you for standing. I'm tonight making this decision that I'm going to be a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. No, yes, I see people standing. I'm not going to turn back. I'm in. I'm all in. And from this night forward, I belong to him. I don't, I don't just believe in him. From this night forward, I belong to Jesus. Anyone else would stand. Anyone else would stand. You would stand tonight. Yes, thank you, brother. Others are standing. I'm a fo- Tonight, I'm a follower of Jesus. God bless you, mate. God bless you. People are making big decisions tonight. Big decisions. Come on, everybody start applauding and start clapping. People are standing. Let's all stand now. Let's stand with them. Mighty, bold, big brave decisions tonight for Jesus. Come on, let's praise the Lord. Let's praise the Lord. Come on, let's praise the Lord. Thank you so much for joining us online today. Really great to have you with us and special thanks to those also who give online. Your generosity is making the way for others to hear the message of Jesus both here in Australia and around the world. If you enjoyed today's message, I'd love to encourage you to share this message with a friend, a workmate, a family member. And let's believe together that it will powerfully impact their life for good. 
in Jesus' name. If you're unable to be with us at one of our church locations, uh, both here in Australia and around the world, please join us online every Sunday for Global Heart at Home on YouTube. God bless and have a great week.